listening to the show with Sam and Joe. This is episode 230 for March 7th, 2019. This week, we talk about our favorite years of school. Iced coffee, comedy shows, the gayest places in the USA, Vietnamese sandwiches, and our Drag Race update. So stick around for The The Show. show. Okay, I am recording. All right, here's the clap. Okay. One, two, three, clap. I wanted to see if I could throw you off when you were editing. I'm just going to mute your track the entire episode. (laughs) You're just going to clap. I'm like, do you know what that reminds me of? When we were in third grade, we were doing... When you and I both were in third grade together. When we were in our third grade class, we were having a lesson on syllables. And, you know, syllables like Joseph. And we would Mm -hmm. clap for every syllable. Mm -hmm. And this one girl just couldn't fucking get it. She was like, Joseph. And I was like, girl, get out of here. Honey, go back to second grade. Honey, go back to second grade, honey. Because this is the big league. It's bigly, like our president. Oh, no, no, no. Um, speaking of third grade, so what was your favorite, um, your favorite grade in like elementary, middle school? Third. I'm, so third grade was like your 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 cram cram de la crap. I was like the it girl in third grade. Oh wow, someone okay. was popular. I'm glad one of us was. Well, it was me and this other girl, and we were like everyone wanted to be our friend. We were in the good class that had all the cool kids in it, and mm-hmm. we were like the coolest of the cool kids. I got the math award that year, honey. I got a trophy for multiplication. What? Honey, it was it. My teacher got married that year. I caught her garter. What does that mean? You know when okay, so the the woman throws the bouquet behind her, the bride. Oh, right? She's got yes. a bouquet. But then the the husband takes off her garter. It's like a southern tradition. I don't know. A garter is like what holds up your pantyhose. And he throws that into the bachelors and someone catches the garter. I caught the garter and my friend from class caught the bouquet. Okay. I don't know why you, there, someone's getting married in third grade. I feel like this is a southern thing. <laughs> no, my teacher was. <laughs> did your did your oh, teacher no. get married in the classroom in third grade? No, that would have been cool, though. It imagine, was hip-hopping. Imagine like, being attached to your kids so hard that you wanted to get married in the classroom you taught in. I feel like that's a bit much. My uh, mom was a third grade teacher, so she was in that building as well. So, like, we were really close to, well, I knew all of the teachers, Mm -hmm. but I knew that I had wanted this teacher to be my teacher because she was, like, the young, cool teacher. Ooh, did you, like, did you ever, like, try to put in requests for, like, a teacher you wanted? Did you, like, ever have your parents talk to the principal and be like, we would like our son to have so-and-so as the third grade, as his third grade teacher next year, if you could, you know, pull some strings? No, I didn't get, like, any special treatment or anything. Wow. Well. I'm just a normal kid. I just, just wanted like to be treated so normally. Normal. I just wanted to be normal. What um, was your favorite grade? Oh, I don't know. I, I, liked, I liked third grade. Third grade was good. Third grade was interesting for me because um, I switched schools third grade. So kindergarten, first and second, I was at um, uh, an elementary school that was literally like four blocks away from me. I could like walk to school every day, which probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. Like have your parents, you know, um, how old are you when you're in first grade? Like seven, like prime, um, prime, yeah, six, uh, seven, prime abduction age, you know, prime, well, prime kidnapping there, age. Are there people in Montana? Well, no, there's only horses. 
Oh, but you can get swooped up pretty fast. Yeah, exactly. By you a know, moose or a horse. Just because you're a horse doesn't mean that you aren't a, co- a child abductor. So, you know, not all not all um, people abducting children know. are humans, allegedly. Not all people abducting, but you you should say not all animals. No, hashtag not all animals, okay? <laughs> Where are we going with this? <laughs> What's the moral of this story? Oh, the moral of the story was that... So I had a, an interesting situation where my second and third grade teachers were the same person. Um, so it was really nice because third grade, we had like a, a system-wide change where third, fourth, and fifth grade um, moved. We all moved from this one school to another school in the district because there was like too many kids and we were there was some adjustment or whatever. So it was a big adjustment going to like a different school, um, but it was nice because I had the same teacher and we like all, I had all the same classmates. We all like moved up a grade together and we had the same teacher. And so because we were in a, like a different environment, it was everything was new and different you know faculty in a different building in a different area we had the familiarity of still having the same teacher from the year previous so it was like less frightening um going in but no i i had a really fun second third grade teacher um her like her older son was like in a band or something she was like really cool she was she like smoked outside Whoa. and tried to like make the kids not so see your cool. smoke Ooh, smoking so cool smoking cigarettes I don't so know. She, cool. she was really nice she was she was i learned a lot from her and she like became like a family friend later on in life um Aww. but what about i guess my second question is what was your worst year oh they just progressively got worse after third grade <laughs> After I'm th- talking third grade like was the peak. Third grade was my peak, honey. And then it was just a shit pile. Just like a mudslide downward, straight down, vertical drop. I would say that 10th grade was really hard because 8th and 9th grade were our junior high. And um, my BFF moved after 9th grade. And so I went into high school without my BFF. Aww. And so it was like, and I don't know, I was just tortured in high school, you know, gays, you know, high South. school, everything's high fine. School. High school. <laughs> What's the deal with high school? Uh, you know, I don't know. Well, but school, why, what was uh, yeah, your least favorite? Oh, God, I probably like the entirety of middle school. I know it's like, Sorry, I'm gassy. Um, I know it's like cliche that like gays have a, it doesn't I feel like everyone has a hard time in middle school, like sixth, seventh and eighth grade because like everyone's hitting puberty and everyone's like making fun of each other. And like oh, people yeah. are fucking vicious in middle school. Um, So I feel like middle school was not like I was not the most fun time in my life. I was I feel like high school was better for me, but I feel like that definitely attributes to like I was in high school like later on in time so i feel like i got bullied probably less than like you did when you were in high school but middle school for me was like prime like gay bashing (laughs) for my little twinkie ass um and i i didn't enjoy it didn't enjoy it very much i but you know third grade third grade was was primo primo schooling where everyone was oh, nice yeah. honey I was at the top nobody of the food gives chain. a shit in third grade <laughs> nobody is like well i don't know how third graders are these days but like nobody was hate criming anyone in third grade right you know <sighs> like your your brain has not been like poisoned by the society we live in love i don't a good know poison. it was i love a good unpoisoned brain <laughs> let me tell you something though honey honey the, tell me tell me everything well, are we done talking about the horrible years of our lives oh yeah well let's move on to something more more fun yes let me tell you the the news is in honey dc has the highest lgbtq population in the united states i'm 
not surprised, actually. Well, I mean, like, compared to, like, San Francisco, maybe. But I well, know... Well, see, the weird thing is, though, is D.C.'s considered a state, like, in this survey. So this oh. is done by the Williams Institute at the UCLA School of Law. This study and was you, done you know, at, at I mean, Williams-Sonoma? Yeah, William. Oh, my God. Love Williams-Sonoma. <laughs> so expensive, though. So expensive. So pricey. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, D.C. How D.C. is one of those weird taxation things. Taxation without representation. Exactly. But we're like a state and also a city. Kind of like how Australia is like a continent and also a country. It's cr- crazy, right? Everything's oh so crazy. God. Anyway, um, <sighs> highest with 9.8% of D.C.'s entire population identifying as LGBTQ. Um, okay, that's a lot. Do you know where Montana ranks? Well, first of all, second of all is Oregon. Third of all is Nevada. Which I never really think of those two. Oregon, maybe, because they've got Portland. Everyone's gay in Portland's Portland. really queer. It's it's yeah. queer in like I'm a sure really great way. I'm sure that bumps it up for yeah. them. Mm-hmm. But Nevada, I think of like, I don't really think of gay people in Nevada. Well, I'm, I think of like Vegas, but I don't know. Is Vegas really gay? I don't really. I mean, I've never yeah, been to Vegas, see? so I don't really know. I know that a lot of stuff that goes on in Vegas is gay, but I never considered it like a gay destination. Right. Like Cirque du Soleil, Britney's there, you know. But like, yeah. Hmm. I bet Um, Montana's dead last. No, actually, North Dakota is dead last with 2.7% identifying. Wow. So, what they, you know, they had to ask people this. They mm-hmm. had to do surveys to, and Well, ask first, they people. had to find people to ask in North Dakota. That, that's true. Um, so, it says it's based on the response to the question Do you personally identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender? Mm-hmm. And if they answered yes, they were classified LGBT. If they were, yeah. And if, if, if they, they answered no, they were not classified. If they so answered people yes. People obviously could lie. Yeah, if if they answered yes, they're put into a, a government database that Mike Pence can see. And if they answered Uh-oh. no, they get a nice Christian flyer in the mail from Mike Pence's mom. What's Montana? MT. MT. Uh, you're third to last okay. with two point nine percent of the population. I am one of very few homosexuals in this state. Oh my gosh, you're like oh my god, you're so rare. Oh my! I'm You're like, like a, a shiny sh- Pokemon. I was just oh gonna say. I was just gonna say. I'm like a shiny Pokemon because that's how gay we're getting in the podcast this week. Um, well, they well, also broke it down by like the percent of LGBTQ people raising children, mm-hmm. race, ethnicity, age distribution, socioeconomic indicators. Like it's oh, they really a really in, interesting they? survey. Yeah, and there's they. Here's what I love, honey. I love a good clickable infographic when they have interactive like, motion yeah it things like move and are colorful you know things that, that oh capture your attention that aren't just text on white yes honey they mapped it out and i can click everything on this survey oh clickable mm, click me click me dad no Cl- daddy swiping left <laughs> so, swipe you swiping out of my life left I just want to like go up to people in the grocery store and say swiping left. Well, here's here's a question for you. As someone who lives in a city, and uh, not me. I'm talking about you. I live um, in a city and a state. You live in in a weird like quasi God, I can't it's believe a that you're, you're Thank not you very a, much. I can't believe you're not a state. Like we And we listen, let that. me tell you. You live in Virginia, you don't live in DC. I'm one of those bitches now. So Wow. You're just like, uh, it's different. <laughs> Uh, yeah oh my god no i know people who live like two hours south of dc and they're like i live in dc and it's like no you don't if you have to take if i say hey girl do you want to have brunch on sunday and you're Mm -hmm. like yeah i'll be there in two hours you don't live in (laughs) dc well uh 
here's something. I was talking to someone, like someone random years and years ago who like who was from Europe. And they're like, oh, where do you live? And I was like, I live in Montana. And they're like, I don't know where that is. And I was like, I just live near Seattle. Like I live 11 hours away <laughs> from Seattle. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Um, well, any, anyways, my my initial question was, so cities, obviously, you have, you know, fuckloads of people. Do you live in a a like gay district of D.C.? Like 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 the like Chelsea to New York City. Like what's the gay area in D.C. where like all the gays live and like they can, you know, congregate there? I don't know how gays, you know, whatever. You know, what I'm, what there I'm are to say. still some there's still neighborhoods of D.C. I haven't explored but like we live near 14th Street, like the whole 14th Street Northwest sort of sector right there, mm-hmm. um, like just north of the White House. And like you, honey, I regularly go outside and throw rocks and I can't throw a rock without hitting a gay person. These They're days. everywhere. They've infected They're the everywhere. entire neighborhood. Honey. But no, it, it is so nice because like in some cities, in some major cities, you'll see pride flags in all the windows, but it's usually only around like pride season. Yeah. Like you'll see rainbow flags everywhere. But in D.C., like they're up all year round. Like it's one thing oh, I wow. very much noticed when I moved to this area. Um, like the Starbucks always has its rainbow flag in the Honey, window. Starbucks like, doesn't need a rainbow flag. That's like a, that's like gay Mecca. Like that's where the gays get their iced coffee. My roommate was literally talking to me. She came to me today. I was making coffee this morning. What kind of coffee was I making? Iced coffee. And by this morning, I mean 2 p.m. Okay. That's when that's, you know, that's where I got my coffee today. But she came walking in and she was like, is there a meme about gays and iced coffee that I don't know about? And I was like, honey, the gays love iced coffee. Like if you like, like, here's your example. If I throw a rock at someone of a male drinking iced coffee, they're probably gay. So, you know, do you you drink iced coffee? I do, but I like, see, here's where I'm in like a weird space in my the life. Deviation. I like iced coffee. Yeah, where it deviates. I liked iced coffee, but I like it from McDonald's. Um, I, And that's like a very not gay place in the, my mind. Yes, I feel like McDonald's is for truckers, but I love McDonald's iced coffee. Because it it's like 99% sugar. sugar. Exactly. Yes. It's delicious. At um, Dunkin', though, they used to just plop my sugar in and not stir it. And so the first few sips would just be crunchy sugar. As someone who, it all sank to the bottom. As someone who lived in Boston for a year and a half, um, who got immersed in Dunkin' Donuts culture, I feel like the Dunkin' workers, at least in the in like downtown Boston area, like hated everyone and like was out to get literally everyone. I don't think I ever had an order that was right or like coffee that was good. I don't. I do not understand the Dunkin' Donuts culture. I, I maybe I, that's just Boston. Sorry, Boston. Well, the thing is, is like people in Boston, like it. It is a Dunkin' Donuts city. Like, didn't Dunkin' like start there or something? Like, it is full on Dunkin' Donuts, and I think Dunkin's disgusting. So. I don't know what the deal is. I Maybe like people it. in Boston don't have taste. Maybe just the Duncan in Boston was horrible. Maybe I just had it was very. Luck. There weren't any Duncans like in the South when I grew up. It was no, all there's Krispy no Duncans Kreme. over here. Well, when I moved to Philly, I got ingrained in the Dunkin' Donuts culture, and I oh. fell in love with it. They just closed both Dunkin' Donuts that were within walking distance to us, though. Wow, I that's homophobic. Is is Duncan like on the Kinsey scale? One being totally straight, six being totally homosexual. Where's Dunkin' Donuts? I think Duncan is like slightly gayer, but because it's like 
Like if McDonald's cheap. is a one, it's like us. Yeah, I would say. Wait, what's the, what's the scale? One to ten? One to six. One to six, and six is gay. Yeah, it's like a four. Okay. It's maybe a 3.5. It's not okay. like heavily, but it's definitely swayed. Mm-hmm. Because, honey, the, you need a coffee in the middle of the day. You walk past a Dunkin' and you're gay. You go in. Yeah. You don't feel like you're going to get hate crime to a Dunkin'. No, usually. You have your pocket now, knife on hand. Sure. <laughs> but never out. But never out. It, the switchblade is an app. It's just, you know it, you know where it is in your backpack in case you need it. It is so weird, though, and we were talking about this, but, like, when you are gay, when you are not, I will say, I'm going to lump other people into this, too, when you're not a straight white male, Mm -hmm. there there are places and, like, chains and companies where, like, you gauge them in your mind on how lgbtq friendly you think they are oh yeah and whether or not it's a a thing in your brain that you just like automatically do and you're like if i go in here there's a certain percent chance that's i'm gonna get hate crimed or there's a certain percent chance that maybe someone who works there isn't lgbtq friendly and they're gonna spit in my food or you know have a problem with me and like Mm -hmm. refuse to serve me and hey that's fucking legal in some places you know it's weird and but I, I always have wondered what would it be like to just be able to leave the house and just not have, have the a entire care in the world. world yeah have the whole world accept you well the thing is at least we're we're cis men and we're white so we have two things oh, that's going true. for us we got yeah i mean and I'm, one I'm checking i'll check my privilege you right, know right, we right. Uh, still, we it's, it's have still a lot of privilege right. Right, right yeah it's a it's a it's a weird sensation but sometimes you and like, yeah, you like, like to you're play. Saying it's, it's worse to so many other people, too, in so many other minority groups, you right. know, like t- 20,000 times worse in many cases. But, you know, so. it is. It, I love the thrill of like going into like a shady dive bar because, you know, I go out all the time, like twice a year going into a shady dive bar, like the middle of nowhere, Montana, and like have that quick calculation in my brain. Like, am I going to die tonight? Just like it's really it gets the adrenaline pumping. It gets my, you know, my mood up. It's like, ooh, thrilling. I could get murdered. But yeah. Mm. Love yeah. that. Yeah, mm. I don't have that uh, same. Or I, I just went to, to a club recent. Did I go to a bar or a club or something recently? I, I thought that you swore off clubs. I don't. I haven't been clubbing or to a bar or anything in years. Sometimes I have this thought of like, oh my god, I wish I were like twenty two again and like we were all going out. Aww. You know, this just because it's like a little thing, but right. it passes quickly. Like once <laughs> seven p.m. rolls around, I'm like, oh my god, get right, me it's in like, bed. I need to be in bed now. I'm done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I over. just don't and I don't even really like drinking anymore. So it's kind of like like I feel I'm going to I have to be drunk if I'm going to be in a club, you know, right? Because then it makes it bearable. Yeah, it's just it it dulls my senses when normally I would be like having a panic attack. Right. From right. Loud right. music. It yeah. lowers your inhibitions. That's what alcohol does. Release your inhibitions. Feel the rain on your skin. Wow. No, no skin. Um, Na- uh, who's that? Natasha uh, Bedingfield. Yes. The Hills. Yeah, or The Hills. That's why, because uh, The Hills automatically comes to mind. Speaking of music, I I need to talk to you about this. We need to have an intervention K-pop? about... <gasps> with You by Jessica Simpson? Oh my God, With You, With You, With You, With You. That's okay, you song. need to go back and listen to that song so that you can maybe sing it better next time. Because you I'm, just butchered, like, my religion. I- <laughs> I mean, honey, that's what I'm here for. When is she coming back with music? That's what I need. Um, I think she makes wigs and shoes now, doesn't she? She's a drag queen? I believe it. 
<laughs> oh my god i've heard I, her i've seen her some of her shoes in stores but i don't know if i've know much about her hairline stuff it's like is jessica simpson like i make like a couture or is she like i have a line at walmart no last time i saw it i was living in philly and it was in like the missy's macy's M- macy like elliott i love in her the missy's and it was cute like it was accessible i okay. think is what it is it's supposed okay. to be like attainable mm-hmm. accessible but like good okay I don't hard know. sell <laughs> hard, hard <laughs> sell. that was like a decade ago <laughs> well, i that, legitimately saw i i need jessica simpson to come back with like a like a full-on like casey musgraves moment where she's like try is trying to become like the queen of country but like we already have i literally don't know who casey musgraves is crusty crusty muskrat she I was only- a judge on that one episode of drag race and i was and all the gays loved her and she looked fabulous like her outfits mm-hmm. and stuff i saw some pictures afterward too and i was like who mm-hmm. is she and why is she a gay icon that i don't know about well it's because that like like the the country gay icon was the Dixie Chicks in the 90s. And then they had that one concert where they talked about how they really didn't like George W. Bush and then everyone excommunicated them because they didn't realize that 95% of their fans were like conservative Republicans. And then the other 5% were the gays that were standing them in the 90s. Um, and then we didn't have a, we didn't really have a like a country gay icon. Dolly. That was like, well, Dolly's, Dolly's always there though. Yeah, do- that's true. Dolly's always there. But I guess, I guess we didn't have like a, someone that was, you know, younger for the, for the younger gays. I don't um, know. Like Dolly, me, Dolly's classic. Ageist. I mean, Dolly, Dolly, Parton? Dolly Parton is, I don't know. She looks beautiful, but you know that like, she, Oh, you are tiptoeing. You better be careful. Cause there <laughs> are gays with pitchforks, honey. They are lighting their torches and they're going to be knocking on your door. Dolly Parton's beautiful, but she's only <laughs> beautiful because that she like, I don't know what Uh-oh. she did. She found some witch to cast a spell on her to make her ageless. Okay, so, you brought it back. That's I was I I you know I tipped. You thought her about it, it and you brought it back. Anyways, yeah. So so Krusty Muskrat, Casey Muskrat, Graves, Grave Grace Jones. Um, she's like the the country gay icon because like it really doesn't take much to have like uh like all you really need is. Uh, like a, a a woman country star that openly says that she doesn't hate gay people and the gays will just rush towards her. And we really didn't have that. And so that's why the gays chose Casey Musgraves is because she was like, oh, like, I don't hate gay people. And the gays were like, well, that's enough. You can sing and you don't want to butcher us. So I guess we're going to stand. And that's how Does she uh, have any popular songs. Uh, she I mean, her, her her album won like a bunch of awards and stuff. Oh, I don't Shoot. really listen to I her. I told you I hate music, so it's not yeah. on me. I mean, what were I, we I've about? To you were about to. Sorry, I interrupted oh, you. OK, so we, we go from Casey Musgraves to me needing your full review of Uffy's comeback from like 1995. Um, oh, did you see me? The Twitter I saw Exchange. you mention it, but I I can't read, and so I couldn't read all of it. So I I wanted to Where get your that? your live commentary on Uffy hasn't had. Well, is this an album? Is it an EP? Like she hasn't had music come out for like at least ten years or something. I and think I haven't listened to nine it. Nine years was her. Nine years ago was her debut album. Her only album. I mm-hmm. should say yes. Um, yeah, someone asked us about the album. They asked if we were we were going to talk about it, and I was like, "Well, nobody else is. You know, <laughs> if if we talk about it, we'll be the only ones." And wow. it's true. I haven't heard anything about it. I barely knew that it had come out, but mm-hmm. I did listen to it, and I was like, "Shit, this is the same old Uffy. This is good songs." But I was like, "Did we really wait nine years for seven 
measly songs that literally mm. sound like b-sides off of her first album well like they weren't there's nothing prog- that has progressed about them it's mm. like the world hasn't needed uffy's music for the past nine years and so it's like why do we suddenly need that same thing like i and i still love them and i've still listened to them a couple times through but i feel like she had her chance mm-hmm. and it's she had her chance i love i loved her album like oh not, yeah not her this most recent one but sex like the dreams first... and denim jeans was so one of my good. top like still one of my like top five albums it's so good and she but was like, like she was like the first bitch that was like talk rapping before like kesha was a thing like she was like a myspace queen wasn't she isn't that how she got discovered yeah i think pop the pop the glock was on myspace initially oh my God, those were the goddamn days but like i feel i i know she had stuff going on you know, I've seen a little bit of interviews and stuff. And so I get why she, I don't know, backed out of it all. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like you you had a chance. You you don't, and you didn't take the chance. Right. And like, I feel like that the, 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 she was as popular as she was ever going to get nine years ago. And she didn't yeah. run with it. The world and don't give you second chances. She, right. She kind of lost her chance. And so now she's like trying to make a comeback. And I was like, eh, you know, your time's kind of up, girl. I don't know. I haven't listened I only, to her, her most recent album, so I don't really know. The thing is, is like I saw that it was only seven tracks, so I was like, "Is this a mini album? Is she calling this like a full length album?" Because like, girl, that's like no time at all. Yeah, so, I, I like. I don't think it. You, you remember when she came back and she's like, "I'm making music again," and that was about two years ago or something. Right, right. And I'm like, if all you can do is seven songs in like two years, like, what if are you really serious about this? Right. Like, yeah. Or have you run into problems? Because that's mm. a little more understandable. But like, what's the deal here? Right. It's just like a JoJo situation where she's like being held back by a record company or like, you know, sure. shitty people in the community. Yeah. Or is it just that Uffy's like not, you know, she, she's just kind of her know, doing it for fun. It. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know. I will say I've listened to it a couple times through so far. I still don't really know which track is which, but I like them. <laughs> like it's the same old Uffy. It's not bad. No, it's not bad by any means. And it's it's, it's her signature sound, which I love. Mm-hmm. But it's like, do I even want to like this? Because if I like this and I want more of it, am I ever going to get? Like, right. what's the point of standing someone who's not or someone's craft who's, you're, you know, is so unpredictable, you may never get to hear it again. Right, exactly. So I'm trying to treat this. EP, LP, whatever it is, as just like a one-time gift. Right. You're you're not going to expect anything more. No. So you don't want to get your trying hopes up. to embrace it for what it is. Well, there you go. Um, speaking of other music, um, didn't Sun Me come out with a music video like within the past couple of days? I didn't watch it. Oh, I did. I watched a, a K-pop music video that you haven't watched yet. This is- I saw the teasers and I was like. I don't know. How, she was how the turntables. She she seemed a little like desperate going into this comeback. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know. It was a it was very like she posted some Instagram picture of like a handful of Tylenol PM or something, <laughs> and it was like, okay, girl, honey, honey, what 
what are you doing now? Okay. <laughs> like, if this is a cry for help, like, so be it. Like, then get, we need to get you some help, girl. But, like, don't be that but, like, girl. Like, Tylenol PM, like, come Tylenol on. Tylenol PM, a handful. <laughs> I mean, it was a little concerning, you know? It's like, mm-hmm, don't mm-hmm. post a handful of Tylenol PM. Call the hotline, honey. You know? <laughs> Call I don't the, know. Call the hotline. I think it was a still for her music video because her music video had a lot of imagery yeah. of her, like, taking pills. I think people um, realized later, like that was weeks before, you know, it came out and then it's like, wow, Sunmi's off the fucking deep end. I don't know what the fuck it was. It was just, it seemed very juvenile, if I'm being honest. And I well, just don't. The thing is, is like, I didn't Sunmi like say that she's like doing like a U.S. tour and isn't she going to D.C. and you're and I asked you about it and you're like, I don't think I'm going. No, like, I'm not. No, I'm not uh-uh. going to go to this. I would go. I would go to Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. I would go to. I would even go to Blackpink. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that Sun Me. I, I don't necessarily want to see Sun Me live. Okay. Well, I guess that's she's got like on five that. songs, doesn't she? I don't know. I don't know anything about her. My roommates <laughs> like my roommate really likes Sun Me, and so she like showed me the music video, and I thought the music video was cute, but Is I only it watched noir? it once. Noir. Yes, noir. Do you like it? it? I thought it was all right. Okay. Like. I don't know. Like, I thought that I liked the music video. Oh. I thought it was lots of like visual imagery, which was very fun to watch. I think I watched the first 10 seconds of it. Let's well, see. I guess that was enough for you. It was very, there's a lot of concepts right now. Like, uh, Twice had Likey. Oh, you remember? Yeah. When it's like, oh, hey, honey. like this Instagram photo. And it's se- like, this seemed like a, a darker version, a more sinister version of that. Oh, like this was I can like, see hashtag that. Hashtag follow me, and she had subscribe written all over her, and right, follow yeah, me it's like a social commentary or yeah, and it was it seemed like a darker version of that, and that's just like a um, it's too meta for me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like too much. It hits too close to home for you. Well, it's not even that it hits too close to home. It's that you're. I don't. I obviously don't understand the lyrics, but it obviously looks like the video is like a sarcastic follow me whatever but that is like a, in reality they actually want that do you know yeah it's like like yeah yeah, yeah. you're pointing okay. out the problems with it but you also want it and your company wants more people to follow you so you get more money and so it's like i don't it's I not don't genuine. trust it it's not genuine i don't trust yeah. it if like if this had been a, if suddenly were like an indie artist you know, and there wasn't a company behind her controlling things. I'd be like, oh, yeah, stick it to the man. Yeah, but, being like, you know, social commentary provocateur sort of thing. Right. It's kind of like what I was saying with Luna's music video last week, how it mm-hmm. was it seemed like it was supposed to be social commentary. And then there was this stark contrast of like Luna bots, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 And it was it was very startling. Yeah. It just I don't know. Well, anyways, should we uh, should we move on to to RuPaul's Drag Race season eleven episode one? <sighs> Sing the song. Uh, these are a few of our favorite queens. I actually like some of them, so it's not as horrible yeah. to sing now. Um, I I like a new season more than I like a. It's good to see some some rusty queens. Right. It's good to see some queens that are rough around the edges that have some, you know, some you can see some some constructive criticism and see some growth within the season. It's good to see new faces. What were your thoughts on episode one of uh, of RuPaul's Drag Race season 11? What do you think First of the girls? Of all, Vangie peeping behind that room separator the whole fucking time <laughs> in the mm-hmm. intros. I was cackling. It was good. I was like, was I didn't know. Yeah, I was like, I didn't know you had this much personality. Right? 
I mean, like yeah. she only had like 25 seconds of airtime and she milked it for all she had on, on last season. Um, so, I was nice disappointed that Plastique Tiara was so boring. Mm. I was like, with a name like that, why aren't I thought she's going to be a comedy queen and she's like a beauty queen. Yeah, she's she's and very pretty. She just seemed very, I don't know, maybe she'll come out of her shell more. But oh, mm. last week it was Ariel Versace I was talking about with the Liz McGuire reference. Yes. She wore the igloo dress. That was meant for Isabella Parigi. Yep. In the Liz McGuire movie. And um, she mentioned Bratz dolls. And I was like, yes. But then she kind of seemed boring and kind of jealous even. Well, I mean, welcome to Drag Race. Everyone's well, kind of boring and jealous. Maybe she'll... I was kind of rooting for her too. I was like, yeah, it's Lizzie McGuire. But then she kind of let me down because all of her all of her commentary was just bitching about um, Silky after that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is understandable. She was getting on my nerves. Well, here's the thing. So, like, I, I saw Silky in, like, the promo or whatever. Um, and I was like, team Silky fucking ganache. And then she wouldn't shut the fuck up the entire episode and i'm like honey like you're i i can't I, you're you're losing me like yeah it was sh- too just, much it's too much tuna it's hashtag too much with silky and it's like it's it sucks because like i want like i want to i want a big queen like we, we we've never had a big queen win especially like a big queen of color that'd be amazing but it's like girl like you're feeling your oats too much like was it was it scarlet envy who said like she's feeling her oats too much there aren't any oats for everyone else to feel <laughs> i was like i hate that, i don't but like also scarlet it makes sense Oh, yeah. No, me either. But that was like the one she good was thing that she so said. so annoying. Her intro outfit, that bodysuit, was that what she was wearing with like a just a fake ass diamond hanging in front of her coochie? Um, I think so. Yeah, it was like it was like a corset with that. It was um, so I didn't like her makeup. I didn't like her personality. I was so over her. Like, mm-hmm. so she's probably my least favorite okay. along with Silky. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Mercedes Kind of looked like Kardashian. Something about her makeup. Oh, I can see that a little bit. I don't know, and I feel like that's like not something like that's kind of an insult. But Mm-mm. you know, because Carb, da- I haven't heard anything about Kardashian since her. What's season. she doing? What's she doing in Albuquerque, New Mexico, right now? I will tell you. I paused the episode for a full two days. And had oh, to come wow. back to it once Miley was getting into um, her costume that was, to spy I hated, on him. I hated every single moment of Miley in her like pube beard that Ugh. like that World of Wonder forced her to fucking do. And like, who's not going to know that's fucking Miley Cyrus? Like, it's it was uh it was just like she looked like cringeworthy. She looked like an eighteen. She looked like a fourteen year old, and I was jealous right. of her skin. You know. <laughs> Like, I was like, but she, mm. when she finally got to be herself, she seemed mm-hmm. really cool and down to earth. Yeah, no, I loved her as a judge, but I hate the gag that they made her do. Yeah, that was I felt just, like that was just like, ugh, it, it just it tasted weird, you know? I never like situation. thought I would hear the best of both worlds on Drag Race. And that is a drag song if I ever heard one. Do right? You know? And I was like, th- like, my younger gay self was just like screaming. Mm-hmm. I love that was a every good second. fucking song. Um, 
but it was Kahana Montrese. Her arms, girl. Like, I, I mean, I love a man in a wig, but like her, she could crush me with her fucking arms. And she always like her, her entrance look, Kahana's entrance look, it was like, she kind of looked like a football player because of like the top that she was wearing and like the shoulder pads. And then her arms, I was like getting like butch queen, but also like you could wreck me in an arm wrestling match. And I would be mad about it. Anyways, Kahana Montrese versus Soju. We haven't even talked about Soju's dress. Can we can we talk about Soju's look? Everything about runway? Soju was an absolute disaster. <sighs> and I felt so bad because it seemed like everyone liked her. I haven't right. watched any of her YouTube videos, but I she have. seemed so ill prepared for this. Well, here's the thing. The situation is that like she was expecting to get on Drag Race last season, which is like a full at least year ago. And people were telling her I don't think that she's ready. I don't think that she's cooked enough. I don't think that she's polished enough. And like, then she waited an entire year and now she's here and she brings this look. And I'm like, honey, you should have been on Drag Race like six years from now. Like you need to cook. She's raw in the middle. You keep her in the oven for a while. Like Jesus. Um, I can't imagine what she would have looked like last season, but I was just like, girl, I didn't really like her entrance look her. Like, I think, I mean, I love like the nod to her being a black belt. I felt like that was good, but it wasn't, I don't know. It's felt kind of simple. And then her, like she got, she got the easiest box. Like every, like every, I feel like everyone's box that they got, like, was it silky that like that, that gave everyone the boxes of like the, the um, drag stuff to I think so, right? Because she won the thingy or whatever. Right, yeah. And I feel like Silky was like really I feel like that she was she was very fair. And she gave Soju the Korean queen Kim Chi's box. Like it felt like it felt like this was a no-brainer, sort of at least safe situation. Because it's like, okay, the Korean girl is getting the Korean box, so everything should like fit right and everything should work well. And then she was trying to do like a what's it called? Like a humbuck? Hanbok? Um, I don't like, know how to pronounce dress. it. I've always said handbok, but that's because I'm southern. Yeah, that's because I'm southern. Uh, it was just like depressing. I, I mean, I did like Soju talking about her um her cyst. <laughs> that was funny. That was the best part of... That was the best part of Soju. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, I I feel bad, because it seems like right. she had some sort of personality, but... Right, it's like... She wasn't ready. Just, it was such a slow start. It's like, girl, like, no. Oh, my God. And when they won a trip to Paris, though, who won this week? Um, It was Brooklyn Heights. Brooklyn Heights won a trip to Paris. Oh, yeah. I feel like I feel like Brooklyn deserved to win. I loved her, like her uh i can't couldn't tell if it was rubber or latex like that blue suit with like the the neon yellow cape yeah it looked look. really good it was very like superhero and the fact that she had to like make it was yeah, impressive she, like, because like sewed that shit that's not a material that's easy to work with you know no. that's not forgiving and so right. i was really impressed with that like she knows how to fucking make a look like i'm excited to see other stuff but like yeah like a trip to paris like she got like a trip to paris for like two and like a fucking like a dinner at the top of the eiffel tower like i would left i would have been like that's my prize i don't even need the hundred thousand dollars i'm going to paris and just leave the competition like i that would have been fine for me i like, agree what'd you think about vanji in um, general mente 
What? That's like, I love saying that because it's in general in Spanish, right? Oh, oh my God. Don't tell me if I've been saying it wrong for 10 years. I don't know. Sp- I took one trimester of Spanish in middle school. That's what? as much Spanish Tri- as a- trimester. Were you like pregnant? Like a pregnancy. Yes. Get out of here, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Vanjie, I mean, sh- her voice is grating. But like she seems, I don't know. I she seems like she's gonna bring drama, which I'm excited about. And also, like she looks so like her makeup is so much improved from last season that I'm like she looks. She did a lot of fucking work between l- last year and this year, oh, and she I appreciate polished. Yeah. yeah, she looked polished, like with that like glitter on her like body glitter on her and on her chest and her arm for the entrance look. I that was great, and her face looked fucking beat. I don't know, like Vanjie's uh, looks like a fierce competitor, which I'm like surprised to say because like she was such a flop slash meme last year that it's like she seems like someone you don't want to fuck with this year. So I appreciate I, think... I appreciate her ra- a l- little rags to riches story on Drag Race. I feel like they almost have whenever they get another chance. Like she obviously made bank off of, you know, uh, Vanjie, Vanjie, Vanjie. Well, the thing is, is like she like she literally had like 40 seconds of airtime. And like she said, she like she turned lemons into lemonade like she like ran with that. The little amount that she had that memed the fuck out last year and she like took it and milked it for all it's worth. And I'm like, I'm clapping for you, girl, like bitch work. But I almost feel like it's an unfair advantage. Same with like when Eureka came back. You Mm -hmm. could just see a level of like polish. Right. They know now they know more than the other girls. And you could see when she was telling Soju, you know, about her garment before they went out on the runway. Vanjie knew what they were looking for. At least in this first episode. So it'll be interesting to see if, like, she continues being this seasoned or acting right. this seasoned. Right. So. I, f- I feel like she does have an advantage, but also like she was only there for one episode. Like it's not like that she was there for the entire season. Well, so I'm she talking can about only know so much. Monetary advantage as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. she obviously okay. banked off of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just money wise. Vanjie, Vanjie, Vanjie. Yeah. And got a lot of exposure to the drag world to like not just, you know, like performing in clubs and stuff, but like traveling and. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she's got she's been more worldly since right being on um, that season. Uh, so one person I was really excited for was Nina West. I loved her entrance look, but girl, her runway look was bad. Was she the one whose earrings kept falling off? Whose earrings? No. Kept falling off? Oh my god, that I think Nina was that Raja West. That was Raja O'Hara. Her earrings kept falling off. Nina West was like a, she's like a comedy queen. She was one, the one in like the yellow in the hat. Oh, oh yeah, she was. She was someone who I was like, oh, she's gonna be quirky and fun, and then she was like, really not. She was so. Did she get Thorgy Thor's case? Yes, yeah, she got. Thorgies. I was like, I was like, honey, you are in your head just as much as Thorgy Thor was. Right, exactly. This is Thorgy Thor like, 2.0. This this cannot happen to you, or it's going to end the exact same way. Yeah. Um. She was almost in the bottom two. She was like bottom three. She yeah. she got saved by Rue, which I felt like was the right choice. It was the bottom two was obviously Soju and then Kahana Montrese. I did not like Kahana's uh, runway look either. But the thing is, is like, as like as soon as it was Kahana versus Soju, and this is even episode one, I knew Soju was going home. I was like, there's like Kahana looks like a lip sync assassin, and then Kahana murdered Soju live on stage on VH1, and they aired it. 
Um, yes, yeah, so you just uh, stood there. I was like, yeah. "What is going on? This is the well, best song in the world, right?" And she, well, the thing is, like, she's wearing this giant hanbok or whatever. Sorry, I don't know what it's called. Just rip um, it off, honey. Just rip off them layers. I would have, you know, I would have ripped it off and just me naked. Like, I, I, you doubt? I doubt she had anything. I mean, no, she. If she would have had a reveal underneath, then she would have ripped it off. But obviously, she didn't because she, you know, um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Kahana Montrese. It was just like it was just kahana you know just having fun because kahana knew that she was fucking winning so i feel like if anyone has to lip sync against kahana in the in in the future i feel like they need to watch out because kahana turned it the fuck out for the best of both worlds i that's such a good song like i i i I haven't listened to it in years what but you got put on the whole album (sighs) the whole album Maybe one of these days I'll do it. So um, good. I also like them. It was, it was liked, a good um, song. It was a good lip sync song. Evie, I, I oddly. Evie oddly is fucking weird, and I, I like am kind of here for it. She seems kind of like an adore Delano, who she got adores chest, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who like? Uh, no, no. She got she got Alaska's, but she oh, okay. in the mini challenge she was doing a photo with adore. Oh, that's right. That's right. She seemed mm-hmm. like adore. But with the will to want to do this competition, like Adore didn't seem like she wanted to do Drag Race, you know, and she left. Right. So obviously right, right. she didn't. But it's, she seems like she's got a little bit of that aesthetic, but with like more drive to win Drag Race. Right. The, the thing with, with Evie that I'm excited for is that she she's weird and she knows she's weird, but she knows exactly what she's doing in terms of weird. I feel like that she she like is going to have this level of weird and polish that I feel like is going to go really well together. And I'm excited to see it because I'm getting I'm getting vibes from her that I you didn't see season four. Did you with, with Sharon Needles when Sharon Needles won her season? No. So season four was like 150,000 years ago in terms of like drag race time and like the amount of polish of like previous seasons compared to the amount of polish that you need now and what's expected is like it's like completely different worlds but i'm getting the same vibe of like weird but like weird in a strategic way that i got from sharon needles and sharon ended up winning her season on season four i'm getting that same feeling with evie oddly and i'm excited to like see what she's gonna bring because I'm excited for something different. Because, like, we have a lot of, like, really pretty queens, like Plastique Tiara and Raja O'Hara and Honey Davenport. Like, we have a lot of pageantry going on, you know? And I'm excited for something weird. Like, I like, I like you know, not just pageant, pageant, pretty, pretty, pretty. I like a little weird in my drag. So I'm excited for Evie Oddly. Well, honey, only time will tell. Only time will tell. You know, I wasn't mad about this episode. You know, I felt like it was it was a decently, you know, solid start for season 11. And I hope that it there aren't it, there isn't a lot of gaggetry and and weird fucking mix ups like there were in all star seasons that actually, you know, I hope the best woman actually wins this season. Yeah, we so. shall see. I always have more faith in just the regular seasons and all stars. Right. Um. Just off the first episode. Who do you want to win? I don't know. I need to learn their names. <laughs> I still don't know that they had so there were so many with the same last name. And I was like, you can't do this to me. There's two Davenports. There's an O'Hara. There's a Montrese. There's a Diamond. I'm just that just doesn't gel with me. I was just mm-hmm. over it. So I'll learn their names. Mm-hmm. I don't like Scarlet. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. And okay. you know who you don't like. I thought Vanjie was okay. Okay. And uh, Evie, I've oddly, I was interested. Keeping your eye out. Keeping my eyes out. And Silky one. is loud. Silky, I am 
I mean, they could have like <laughs> sabotage edited her, but with that they many could've. people talking about how annoying she was, right? Like she would annoy me in real life. I could tell you right. that much, but we'll see. Right. I feel like that if if Silky Nutmeg Ganache like shut her trap a little bit more and just concentrated on what she was doing and st- stopped being like a little party animal, I would enjoy her more. But nothing. I feel like uh, nothing is it's not fun when someone like knows they're great and brags about it. You know, like I love me a humble queen. OK, like Silky, we don't need you like running around telling everyone that you're hot shit. Like uh, we got it. OK, yeah. A- anyways, we'll see. Well, I think I'll see how she's edited. Right, 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 right. The edit always matters. The edit you know? does matter. And so I'm interested to see what it'll be like in the next one. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to keep talking about Drag Race. Um, I, I, I feel like season 11 is definitely putting wind in my sails to like not hate Drag Race. But we'll see. Anything can happen during a Drag Race season. It could be great. It could be totally fucking horrible. So we'll see what happens. Who knows? Only time will tell. Only time will tell. Um... So yeah, should we move on to our favorite things? These are a few of our favorite things. So Joseph, uh, you're not um, gonna what? Oh, yes, did uh, you have just, something uh, to ask me? Uh, who is this? Hello, this is Joseph Birdsong. Who am I speaking to? Mm. Uh, the rumors are thing? true. Oh, okay. So we got to go see Cola Scola this week. Oh, I love Cola Scola. Uh, I think the first Cola. The first things I knew about Cole were like a decade ago when we would all watch, us and the trolls would all watch like his Bernadette Peters YouTube oh videos, God. which have like are yep. literally a decade old. I was like rewatching them and I was like, yeah. And also how much he's done since then. Um, he looks exactly the same. He still looks 14. It's crazy. Oh my God. He looks exactly the same. But I have been such a huge fan of his comedy ever since then. And he was bringing his uh, one man show to DC and it was literally the perfect show like that is my full review of it it started at a great time i think it started at seven which is great Mm -hmm. great um it was sitting seated which i love i hate standing up Mm -hmm. it there were no like crappy opening acts or stuff like that just cole just cole he performed for the perfect amount of time there were the perfect amount of wigs it was hilarious and then I got to go home and be in bed at a reasonable hour. Uh, That sounds like the best day ever. I'm so happy. It was so good, though. It was how many people um, were there? Um, he. I don't know if he sold out. He's been selling out a lot of places. I they put down a low ticket warning. Um, the day of, but Mm. I didn't see any empty seats. I don't know how many it seated, but there weren't any empty seats that I could see, and I was in the balcony. Mm -hmm. Um. But there must have been a couple thousand. I don't want to like overestimate too much, but it was a pr- it's a pretty big venue. We've been there for a few concerts, mm-hmm. um, but it was just great. And oh, I'm so glad. also the new season of At Home with Amy Sedaris just started. I think they're like three episodes in and me and Justin. Oh, love yeah. It. And Cole's a recurring character on it. Um, oh, my God. Chassis. He plays uh, Amy Sedaris's next door neighbor. Oh, my God. And that's amazing. Um, he's been amazing on that, too as well been a hoot and a whirler so oh my god what did justin think of the of, of cole had does did, had justin like seen any of cole's videos did he know of cola scola beforehand i think he knew of cola escola before he met me but like mm-hmm. 
we've both, you know, always liked his stuff and more and right. more ever since we've been together as well. So it was a nice thing for both of us to go to. I just like it's it's that God, there's it's it's these like uh, gay YouTube comics from 10 years ago that just like I have kept following and kept sticking with like Cola Scola is one. Jeffrey Self is another. And then Brian Safi, who um, so Brian Safi is keeps doing a bunch of stuff. He's like extras on like Chicago Fire and shit. And he has a podcast um, called Throwing Shade and they do a live tour and they're fucking amazing. I love Brian Safi so much. I think he's so funny and he's super handsome too. But it's like all these people, I think they're all friends too or they all used to be like 10 years ago. But well, it's like, yeah, it's Colin this, Jeffrey it's had a show, didn't they? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Like they've done shows together. I know that Brian and Jeffrey have done shows together. I wish all three of them would have done a show together. There's this, oh my God. Um, I can't remember what the YouTube series is, but there was like, I think it was Jeffrey and Cole were, were in it. And it was like the Paradigm School for Girls or something. It's on YouTube. I'll have to find it. I've seen it. the whole thing. But they were uh, in that? I think Cole Wait, was in it. And I know Cole? Jeffrey was. How have I? I have completely erased this from my mind. I it's watched classic. the whole thing. I'm pretty sure. I, I have for a, a while. I can't remember what it's called, though. It's uh, something, something school for girls. Anywho. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I totally have forgotten about that. Um, I think that they're amazing in that. Um, just look them up on, you, on YouTube. Cole especially is fucking amazing. Um, I'm so glad you got to see Cole Scola. One of yeah, the it was that great. We've been wanting to go. Off my bucket list. We've been wanting to go to New York just to go to one of his shows that he does, you know, locally up there. Um, mm-hmm. And we were going to get seating to one one time, but we was like, we were going to be seated behind a pillar. And I was like, if I go to a show, I want to like see the show. So we didn't mm-hmm. go to that one. I was like, we'll wait. He'll come to D.C. And, and he did. he came to D.C. And he did. So there you have it. So what that was bitch. my favorite thing this week. Check him out. If you don't know who he is, Cola Scola, hilarious. Um, definitely. Good favorite thing. Uh, What's your favorite thing this week? My favorite thing this week is food. Just in general. Just in it's just general? Food. Keeps <laughs> no, me alive. Food is just like good. It's delicious. It's whatever. Um, so okay. Here so just just stay with me here. I there's this recipe for banh mi, which is a Vietnamese sandwich basically that i made oh like a year ago and i was craving banh mi um and i was like i need to make some i need to make a banh mi and ba- so i guess banh mi is like a vietnamese sandwich that has um pork and uh like pickled vegetables and cilantro and jalapenos and sometimes like a pate and like cucumbers and other vegetables and it's like with like spicy mayo it's delicious um and it's on like a like a like a french baguette or whatever that's like not too hard anyways um i made it's one of those things where you have you make a bunch of ingredients there's a lot of prep involved and then there's like a bunch of little things you put on the sandwich and it's very good um i found a really nice recipe for banh mi that i kind of used as a guide and it's from one of my favorite cooking youtubers um pai lin from uh pai's kitchen or hot thai kitchen on youtube she has a wonderful um video and a really good written recipe out for banh mi although she uses um the only thing that i omitted from her recipe was the pate because i don't know where to get pate and i've never had pate ever like like either like chicken liver pate or like pork pate have you ever had pate I think oh my god, cooked. the amount of times you've said pate. Pate, 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 pate. I know you are gay. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, I don't remember if I've ever had it. I couldn't tell um, you. Honey, sometimes Justin orders this food and I just eat it. You just you don't ask. You're just like, this is there's food in front of me. I'm going to eat yeah. it. I'm not going to question it. Sometimes it's just it. like quirky stuff. And I'm just like, OK, OK, fine. I get I'll it. eat it. Yeah, I get it. You're fancy. Yeah. Um, I think it's cooked. It's like a meat paste you use as a spread. And I don't know how I feel about it. Um, but anyways, yeah. So I made uh, I made banh mi and it was absolutely delicious. Um, I it was actually it wasn't very difficult because her recipe she uses a pork tenderloin that you can get at the store and you cut it in half you marinate it for a day in like oyster sauce and lemongrass and fish sauce and like really good shit and then you just broil it you broil it on each side for like five to seven minutes and it cooks all the way through and it, and it it's like gets that smoky charred flavor like it was on the barbecue and so you can like get this barbecue flavor this barbecue pork flavor only it's just like in your oven you don't have to preheat it since you're just broiling it and it it turns out really succulent and juicy and nice. So um, I will include her either her video or her written recipe in the favorite things part of our description this week. Um, if you're interested in a like bon me sort of situation, this recipe is easy and it was really delicious. And in the recipe also, she like tells you exactly how to like pickle the vegetables. You pickle some carrots and daikon radish to like put on top, and it's to die for and i have a bunch of leftovers so i can make bon mi until i'm sick of it so v into the vietnamese bon mi right now in my life oh honey a bon mi situation honey oh honey oh honey More like james bon mi you know my favorite no uh, spy movie no <sighs> no anyways that sounds good um, i'll have to check that out well, uh, I totally recommend it. Although I'm sure you have like really delicious Vietnamese restaurants near you because you live in like an actual city we and do. not like in a barn. It's so it'd probably be easier. Distance. It'd probably be easier to just like order a banh mi sandwich from a Vietnamese restaurant and probably be, you know, better and with less work. But if you if there isn't a Vietnamese restaurant near you, I recommend this recipe because it's really fucking good. I'll, so I'll check it, in the it out. I'll put it in the instant pot. Oh, my God. Imagine cooking a sandwich in an instant pot. I'll if anyone do can it. do it, I have full confidence in you. Honey, I'm a gay at home dad. Honey, I can do it all. We know. I haven't heard Piggy at all. Did you kill him or is he just being a good boy? He's sleeping right beside me. I even posted a picture of him on Instagram while you were talking. I see you really were paying attention to things like this. Listen, you said pate eight times in one (laughs) sentence. Okay. And you just checked the fuck out. (laughs) Well, I was like, oh, honey, this gay. This gay over here. I'll just let him go. Let him go until he's done. I heard every word. Every single syllable. I'll repeat it back to you verbatim. (sighs) My name's Sam, and I like pate. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, I didn't know I sounded like you. I'm still doing the fart thing. I mean, that's an accurate representation of me with my yeah. digestive is- issues, you know. Well, good Anyways. favorite things. Yeah, good favorite things. Should we wrap it up? Which yes, we do. always wrap it up, honey. Always um, wrap it before you tap it up. We will have a... What do I always say here? Thanks bonus? for listening. We'll have a bonus episode <laughs> for all of you lovely Patreon patrons this weekend. And we'll be back next week with another regular episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you then. Yep, that sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.
Thanks for listening to the show. Subscribe to us on iTunes or via SoundCloud at theshowsamandjoe.com. You can also support us to help keep the podcast going at our Patreon, patreon.com slash theshowsamandjoe. Patrons also gain access to exclusive content like bonus audio clips, music downloads, handwritten letters from Sam and me, or the opportunity to get interviewed in an episode of the show. Also, you can text us or call us and leave us a voicemail with questions or comments or leave us a message on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the show Sam and Joe. And if we like what we hear, we may play your message in a future show. That number is 516-500-SHOW or 516-500-7469. We also want to give a big personal thanks to the podcast patrons who have donated $5 or more. Thank you to Alex P, Alex S, Allison B, Brian H, Carolyn A, Darren C, Fabian P, Feliciano D, Julian S, Justin, Kevin V, Kylon C, Lindsay C, Marianne J, Max S, Megan N, Michael C, Mike B, Nicholas M, Nikki Q, Pablo F, Rebecca D, Scott A, Vincent L, and Zachy. As usual, thanks to all our listeners, and we'll see you all next week on The The Show. Show.